Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Everything that, um, 
Um, <laughs> one, one thing. <laughs> but anyways, um, so where was I? So um, what, okay, the thing of it is, and, and, and again, it's just amazing how God prophetically spoke to all you guys, and it all ties into, you know, what he put on my heart is, you open the door, open the closet. If you have a closet, I mean, just look at yourself as a house, and you know, you might you might let them in the kitchen and in the living room and in in into the bathroom. Maybe not the bedroom, maybe not the closet, but you have to. You you got to just like if he's going to consume you, he's got to have all of you. And 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 here's the thing, okay? That there's always um, all of us. He'll show us something, and we get free of it, and then we go, and then he shows us something, we get free of it, and we go. It's just going to be that way until we get to heaven because he's just constantly, you know, working in us. So all anything that Holy Spirit reveals to you, make sure you put it on that because I really believe there's going to be a prophetic, when you put it in the basket, it's it's going, you're, you're, you're releasing that. And that means you're serious about wanting to get rid of it. And remember, it's not that... You even can do it on your own because a lot of times we can't do it. I mean, all the time we can't do it on our own. Okay, so and then hang on to, hang on to that, that other thing, um, the other color. Um, the first color is the darker color because that's the you know burdens or whatever like that. And a friend of mine wrote a book and it's a it's a child's book. It's called what is it called, Jim? Charlie. Oh, you got it? Darla. Yeah, so Darla wrote this book, and, it, and it's a, it's a ch children's book. Darla Prether, you can go on Amazon, and, um, and it, it's amazing because it's a children's book, but when I read it, oh, my gosh, it's so deep. I mean, it goes from, like, little to as deep as you want it. And the part in that book that totally freaked me out was um, Charlie opens a door to something, and then that gets on him, and then and then and more get on him, more get on him, more get on him, until he like goes to the bottom of the sea, and that is seriously how sin is, and um and it was just really bizarre. So when Jim and I were talking, this was Jim's prophetic word, and I, and and he gave me permission to tell you this, that sin um, makes us stink. It's we're like dung, and the flies you know come around us, and the flies represent demons really okay and 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 the more stinky the more sin we have the more stinky we are and the more the flies and the maggots and and decay and all this like and, and it, it just really grossed me it really did it grossed me out but here's the thing that when we invite jesus to come and clean it up clean you know you know uh, sanitize it bleach it bring the light bring the wind the holy spirit to dry it all out and clean it all up, okay? So, so that's part of today is is just you know making sure that that and don't be embarrassed, don't um, feel condemnation or anything like that because the devil don't want you to feel like you know weird or condemned or something because you you wrote this thing on there. Just forget it. You know, he, God already knows what you have to do. You got to get it out 
and on the piece of paper, okay? So, um, what's kind of really neat about all of us is, like, um, you know, when you, when you flow in the prophetic, you know, um, we, a lot of us have really deep relationships with the Lord anyways, with Father Abba. Where is that thing at? He, he's like, his arms are like this. Like, he wants to bring his children in, in and love him. Now, you guys, have you watched the Waltons? Have you guys all seen the Walton show? Okay. Okay, so. Okay. So, honestly, God, God can use anything, like music, you know, anything um, to minister to us. So, just recently, um, in August, August 16th, my son was in a horrible uh, motorcycle accident. Horrible. Um, now, mind you, he, uh, he's a risk taker, and he was going pretty fast, and he, and it was at nighttime. So, you know, a little not wisdom there, but nonetheless, I got to be careful what I say because I'm being taped. But so um, he was on a motorcycle, got in a horrible motorcycle accident. This is what he said. 90 miles an hour on a motorcycle and somebody got, he got dirt and, and, um, and hit the guardrail. He, he was like a rag doll. Seriously. I, uh, we were up North. I, he, he, it was at 1130 at night when I, the last I talked to him, I was very upset because he was riding at night and I said, you call me as soon as you get home hour and a half. That's all he had. And uh, I fell asleep. I woke up at 4, mind you, 11.30, an hour and a half. That's way past the time frame. I w and I'm up north, so I'm an hour and a half away from him. And I'm f I woke up, and I'm freaking out. Like, where the heck is he? Why hasn't he called me? And I wake him up. I don't have a call or a text from Robbie. He's like, you know, he's a typical father who says, oh, I'm sure he's fine. But I know, I, I knew, God showed me that something was not right. And I just started, like, you know, call, trying to call my other son to see if he could go look or whatever. But, like, I think, God, really, he, the Holy Spirit gave me a vision. And I just said, you know, rescue him and, and have somebody call me, whether it's him or somebody else. And no lie, five minutes, phone rings. And on my phone, it says, Robbie. And I pick it up, and I'm like, what the heck, you know? And, um, but it wasn't him. It was, it, was a, it was a police officer, and he, you know, said that, um, is this um, who is related to Robbie or something? Like, I'm like, yeah, his mom. And he proceeds to tell me that your son has been in a terrible accident. The, the thing that came out of my mouth was, is he dead or is he alive? Because right then, I needed to know how to prepare myself. Now, mind you, Robbie, um, ooh, I said his name, whatever. But anyways, he, okay, I'm going to just be, like, really honest with you. Rob, I think, no, he was an idol. He was an idol. He, he was my, he was a, um, I was single and had him, and I, um, and I wasn't married, so I played the role of mother and father. Mind you, I can't be a father. 
I didn't know that, but and that's why I failed father's protection provision identity. And um, so anyways, whenever, it, it, it would be like if you threw a stone in the water and it rippled, anything that ever happened to Rob, that it just, you know, devil knew how he could get to me. So anyways, but I've, I've been processing and trying to learn. And um, so long story short, he got his leg amputated. He broke his shoulder. He's messed up in the hospital for over a month, just a mess. And he's living with us now. Um, when, when he came to live with us, I was angry at him. I, was, I wasn't angry at God. I was angry at him. Um, and we've had conversation about that because of his lack of wisdom and, um, and, and all this other stuff, right? Um, and I was angry at a lot of people. I, was, I even got angry at Jim because Jim shut down. Um, it's hard to have your adult child come back and live with you, let alone uh, um, one that who needs seriously 24-hour care because he was on stuff. So it felt like I had this baby, and when he would come home, uh, he would just kind of escape into his cave. And I tried to beg and plead and explain that I need you. And um, so long story short, um, I, I, I know I had a breakdown. And, and, it, and it wasn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's because I didn't trust the Lord, because I do trust the Lord. But what, what ended up happening is I, I believe that when we go through troubles, okay, and here's another thing, is that we, we all have troubles. We all have tribulations. We all have trials. It says it in, in, in the word that, that we are. And, and if, we, if we're, like, trying to evade these troubles and these trials all the time, that's not even appropriate, you know. It's not like we're supposed to embrace them, but, but you can't. The, the trials and the troubles are, are there for a reason to produce character, perseverance, hope, um, change us. So Pastor Kevin at Mount Hope says troubles bring transformation, okay? So, so I'm, I'm here in this, this very troubled situation where not only do I have my son who, who could have died, Okay, and he's alive. Praise God, he's alive. You know, but we we got to go through all this friendships that had um, betrayed, kind of like all this at the same time. And my husband, you know, all these real close things to me just kind of like crumbled. And um, I actually uh, left our bedroom, went into a different room for a few nights. And this one particular night. I am, like, literally crying. Okay, this is where sometimes you have no friends. You have nobody but, but you and God. That's it. And, and that's okay because this has got to be a place where it, it, it's just you and God. It's like, a, it, it's like the rubber meets the road where how much do you trust in God? And my, and, and, and like, I couldn't even trust, like, my husband's, like, my best friend, and I couldn't even trust him. And then my best friend, she be, kind of, like, betrayed me, and just a whole bunch of crap was going on. And I remember, and I can get mad at God. It's okay. We can get mad at God. He's a, he's a big, he's a yummy father who, who still comforts <laughs> us and stuff, you know. But the thing of it is, is, huh? 
Well, he's like comforting, you know. And he, um, and and I had gotten mad. I had gotten mad at God once before when something happened to Robbie, and and he wanted to talk to me. And I said, No, I don't even want to talk to you. I'm so angry at you. You could have you could have prevented this from happening. And he went to jail. And and so I was so angry for like two hours. I had this huge meltdown. Um, and finally, he, he would come in. It was like the prophetic was like I was laying on my, you know, my bed like a little, you know, a girl. And daddy comes in and or knocks on the door. You know, can I talk to you? And I'm like, no, you know, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. And, um, and, you know, and how the father will come and sit on the bed, you know, and just rub your, you know, your back or something like that. Can, can I talk to you? And I'm, no, I'm so angry at you. Why did you let this happen? God's a big God. He can handle that. We have to be honest. We have to just, and finally, you know, he said, you know, you know, I'm calming down a little bit. Um, and he said, can, can I talk now? And I'm like, what? And he's like, would you rather have him dead or alive? Alive in jail. Alive in jail. I choose alive in jail. So anyways, so this particular night that I'm having this, this, um, where are you, God? Why can I not hear you? I know I can hear God. I know there isn't any sin or anything in me. I'm not, you know, doing the Job thing, but I, I, I know that I have a relationship with God. I, I can't hear you because it, the storm is insane. And, um, and I, instead of getting mad at him, I'm not going to get mad at you, God. I'm not getting mad at you this time. You are good. You are good. You're of all good. You are a good God. There's a reason why all this is going on. I want to I be more mature to, to do the transformation thing. And um, no, didn't even say anything to me. Didn't talk to me. Nothing. Not a thing. And I laid down to go to sleep and... I was not, this is the first time I've had an open vision. I know it was, I talked to Steph, is this, yeah, it's an open vision. And I laid down and um, I, um, so, you know, when, when there's strife and when there's anger and when there's bitterness, there's all kinds of demonic activity. And um, I laid down and I saw this card table and these people around this card table and the people um, were really nice and they were talking to me and they were friendly. They were my friends and they were talking to me and um, I'm sitting there and, and they're saying stuff like, yeah, you should get a divorce. You know, you would be better off. I mean, you're doing it on your own anyways, you know, and, and, and um, just saying all the stuff that felt, you know, correct, but then, you know, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit comes in and talks to me now. And says to me, don't say anything. Um, don't, I'm, gonna I'm talking to you and don't say anything and because, um, because you're in the enemy's camp. And, and, what it, and they were demons disguised as my friends. And um, the Holy Spirit was saying, just you know, nod your head, you know, whatever. And I'm, now I'm hearing as clear as a bell the, the voice of, of God saying that you're in the enemy's camp and do you hear how they're trying to partner or agree with you to get you to do this and to get you to do that and, and it made sense to me that 
um, he was showing me that like people who struggle with anxiety or mental illness or, or whatever, you know, how we can all kind of get off in that direction, they, we partner with that if we don't know what the truth is. So Rob used to say he, he struggles with, or he has his demons or whatever. And I, I believe him. I believe him. And, 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 then got, and then he showed me how a friend of mine who was Christians got divorced, you know, because somebody believed and somebody agreed and somebody partnered and somebody kept going that way. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, now I'm, like, freaking out, like, thinking, how am I going to get out of here? And the Holy Spirit says, look over to your over to your left, and I looked, and there's the devil just sitting in the corner, like smug, not, you know, he wasn't like smiling or anything, but he was just sitting there pretty happy or pleased with what was going on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I get out of here, and, and the Holy Spirit said, well, look over there, and over here in the corner, teeny tiny Jesus in the corner, teeny tiny, and I'm like, and, and Jesus saw me, I saw him, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And then the Holy Spirit said, yell out his name. But you told me not to say anything. Nope, this is okay. This is a different situation. And so I yelled, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know, I just kept doing it. It was like a balloon was blowing up. And, and it got darker, 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 and peace and peace and peace and peace. And then I literally, I fell asleep. So I wake up, of course, I can't be mad at Jim because I got to tell him what happened. And um, yeah, I do. I got, I mean, so anyways, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jim. And I'm, I'm, we're sitting in our prayer room and I'm telling him this whole story. And I go, the only thing that I don't understand is why it got dark because Jesus is light. You know, why did it get dark? You know, and all of a sudden, the spirit just like whooped over me and I just started crying and he showed me it was his wing. His wing came down and, and separated me from them and I it was in this very secure, safe place. I'm telling you this story, one, because it's my testimony. It's my testimony how faithful, how faithful God is. I am no different than any of you guys. And if we, if we can give our entire heart, be consumed by God, like, like this prophetic word you, somebody had, consumed by him, like everything, like open up your doors, open up your windows, let him in. He wants so desperately to have all your heart. I mean, I have all these papers, but they're all scripture verses. But you know what is a blessing? You guys all know this. You guys know this. And he is telling you. He, I feel like he sent me here today to tell you guys. He adores you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's drawing you. He wants you. He desires you. And he is trustworthy. The only word that he gave me when Stephanie asked, I said, Steph, can I have like about four days to pray about coming? Because I am so overwhelmed with all my responsibilities at home and taking care of Rob and everything. I just didn't know I even had time to, to, to really do anything, right? And, and the word that he gave me, and, and please, I know we all know this word, okay? 
but take this word as like a brand new seed, okay? Let him, let him um, like explode it in, in differently to you and let Holy Spirit make it even more creative. But it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust him. Trust him. He is trustworthy. Look at his character. He gives us this Bible, this beautiful Bible, which I, I'm going to do a little sachet here, that when Robbie was in the hospital, um, his biological dad was freaked out about this accident, okay? Like, you know, he, okay, his biological dad was never really around, okay? There wasn't really strong relationship, anything like that. Although that year, this year, last year, Rob and his dad started communicating more. In fact, Rob had went up and visited his dad on the motorcycle and was coming back home from visiting his dad, okay? So now his dad feels guilty, like it's his fault or whatever. And I remember talking to him on the phone in the hospital, and he was just, like, freaking out. It's his fault. And I'm like, you know, Nick, it's not your fault. You know, Robbie's a big boy. He's 34 years old at the time. He's, a, you know, he's an adult, and, and, and he chose to, to leave. He could have stayed the night. It's not your fault. And then he goes, how come, how come you have it, you, you sound like all together, like you're so strong or whatever? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if you only knew what was going on in my heart. I, and, and it was just like it came out. It's Jesus. It's, it's, it's Jesus. Now, mind you, uh, a long time ago when Nick and I were together, he wanted to go to this rock concert. Well, we weren't together, but, like, you know, we knew each other. But he wanted to go to this bad rock concert. And I prayed to God. It was when I was coming into this really awesome relationship with God, and I prayed to God, oh, please prevent him from going to that concert because it was like an evil concert. And um, so he he came up to pick Rob up. And um, he said, um, I, I go, how was the concert? And he said he didn't go. And I started laughing. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm a baby Christian. I didn't, you know, my prayers got answered. I was, like, all excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, you didn't go. I, I prayed. I, I should have shut up. I needed discretion right there. And he got so mad at me, like, don't ever pray for me again, you know. So, so mind you, I ha- I can I I'm in the hospital and I'm saying to him, uh, it's God, you know. So okay, so fast forward, he is coming. He has to come to visit Robbie in the hospital. Um, okay, and um, so anyways, I how do I say this? So okay, so I was talking to. Uh, a friend minister person of mine and I was telling her how this was oh I even talked to you too and I was saying oh my gosh Nick's coming into town you know and I have been praying for his salvation for you know ever since I met him and we broke up because I wanted to go to church and he wanted to go to the bars okay so I mean we loved each other but he wants a different life and I want a different life and but I still pray for him I still love him I still care for him and so I, I don't look at myself as an evangelist. I, bleh, I don't like doing stuff like that. But um, I love to encourage people, and I love to talk to people, and I can glorify God all day long. But, oh, you know, to have to, like, try to lead them or whatever. 
And I was talking to a friend of mine, and she said, Kim, you know, you guys flow in the fivefold gifts of ministry. We, she said, you have it. You have the gift of evangelism. It's just weak. And I'm like, ooh, that's a good word. And I, but then I got scared. I'm like, oh, Lord, I know what you're, tr- you're going to get me to do now. And so, yeah. So, anyways, you guys, I'm, like, overjoyed. On the second floor of the Sparrow parking lot, parking ramp, Nick gave his heart to Jesus. And I told him, I said, if the devil, which he will, he will come, Nick, and tell you that you are not saved and you tell him to go to hell where you belong because I'm here as a witness to your salvation. I heard you say that. And there was all this other inner healing that happened. Seriously, on the on. on the parking ramp, people are coming by and everything, and I didn't even care. I was so high. Yeah, it, it was it was so amazing. So back to the word of God. The word of God is his love letter to us. It's it's his. In fact, this one Bible that I got at a at a um you know one of those houses they sell stuff in their house whatever because they're gonna sell it. Yeah, state sale. I got this Bible, and in the back of the Bible, the very last page in Revelations, it says, let me tell you exactly what it says. And God, he does these things to all of us, for all of us. Love the Father. Love Father. And I treasure that. But what I'm here to say is, so God said, uh, Nick's birthday is Christmas Day, okay? And he, and God said, um, I want you to get him a Bible. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. And um, so long story short, I kept procrastinating, procrastinating, procrastinating about it until one morning I woke up at 3 o'clock, and I'm in my prayer room, and the Lord says, get him a Bible now. I'm like, okay, because I believe God wanted him to have it on his birthday. And um, so anyways, I'm trying to figure out, you know, when you're trying to, do something for God, the confusion comes in and all this craziness, you know. And and, and and that's why I had procrastinated because I don't know what kind of Bible to get him. I really don't. I don't know, you know. I, he's not like me. Like, I'm like this. And, you know, so long story short, he says, I felt him say, get him a Passion Bible. Get him the Passion Bible, you know, because it's a, it's a, you know, it's an easy read, blah, blah, blah. And, but then I, I, you know, questioned him. I reasoned, okay, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on to your own understanding. And I'm reasoning, like, oh, but he won't be able to memorize the verses. Like, I know, you know? And, and, the, and, and this was so amazing. The Spirit says, what, what Bible did you learn on? What Bible did you learn on? The Living Bible. I stole from my mom when I ran away from home. The Living Bible. And I still have that Bible to this day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the Living Bible. Yeah, I learned on that. So he can learn on the passion. So I clicked it and off, off it. He got it. He got it on, he got it the day before Christmas. Praise God. So we, so the word that he gave, the only word that he gave me to make me call Stephanie and say, yes, 
I, I got, the Lord gave me a scripture verse, and I know he'll build on it, and, and I got time, and yes. So I hang up with her, and then the next day, nothing. Dead. No, nothing. I'm like freaking out. Like, I have nothing. Like, God, I just got that scripture verse, and that's it. And um, so anyways, how am I doing on time? So, huh? Okay. So, so I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I call Steph. I'm like freaking out. I need some prayers here because I'm not getting any anointing, any visions, any nothing, nothing, nothing. And then, so then, you know, later on, Jim and I are in, in the prayer room in the morning and oh my gosh, things are flooding, flooding. And I'm writing them down. I'm, I'm old fashioned. I'm just writing, 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 writing. I got like, I got like. 10 pages all over in my prayer room. And then I get overwhelmed because everything is confusing and cluttery and non-organized. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But, huh? I think, I think, I think this is more for my comfort, right? Right? Um, but I do need to look at it just to make sure. But <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Please put put something on. Don't tell me you don't have nothing because you do. We know. We all do. Put what is masking, what is, is in taking a place in your heart. He, he knows already. He just wants you to ink it. Okay? He wants you to put it down. He wants you to be able to let it go. When you let go of that, then he can fill that place with something else. If you don't let go of that, then it's going to stay there. You already know it's there, you know, and you don't even have to be embarrassed about it or nothing because really the, the, the desire is to have him completely consume us anyways. Okay, and and he's and he blesses us. He blesses us when we let it's the letting go is like a seed. You're you're sowing. You're get, you're getting rid of it. We're gonna put it in this burden basket. Jesus says, you know, cast your cares, cast your burdens, for a reason. He doesn't want us to be weighed down, you know, sinking to the bottom of the sea where we can't be up in God's hand, you know, in His hand singing songs and and worshiping Him. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Come on, you guys. I can tend to be very logical and, and analytical. And we have to just, like, you know, not reason things all the time. It, okay, walls of Jericho, for instance. If they, if they reasoned the, the, the way God said to do it, oh, my gosh, they, the walls would have never fell down. Or it would have taken for a long, long, long time, okay? Um, you guys know tons of Bible stories. I don't have to say them. Tons and tons of Bible stories where, or do you want me to tell you? You know, where you, you read, you know, Abraham, you know, he lied, you know, because he got scared and he reasoned, oh, I got to say that she's my, you know, sister. There, the, the, the word of God is, is for us so that we can, 
we can um, learn from their their ways, their you know, and not have to do the mistakes. So, you know, just like the Walton show, which has so blessed me, so blessed me, because I grew up. My father, um, God bless him. Today is, was his birthday, but he's passed away. So, anyways, um, my dad grew up in a boys' home. So he didn't really know how to love and hug and nurture and stuff like that. He later in years in counseling did we learn that he did a fantastic job in what he knew, and that was providing uh, physical house and all this stuff. We had all this materialistic stuff, but not love. And I don't even remember my dad telling me he loved him until I was like I think 11 years old. Okay. But, that, but that's why, you know, um, do, you, can't, you cannot look at your own father relationship, your own mother relationship, your own friend relationship. God is God. God is God. Let, let him be God. And, and his word tells you what kind of father he is like. Okay? He is not, he is not human. So he's not like your human father, father figures, or anything like that, okay? And just like in the shack, like we brought up, praise God, Robbie watched his shack the other day, Tuesday, matter of fact, and uh, I know, and, you know, there was a lot of controversy about the shack. It really made me angry. First of all, first of all, the shack, the shack is not, it was his story, it was his story, not, you know, like he told it the way that Mac needed, you know, the, the whole thing. And, and even and when we watched it, oh, I've watched it like six times because you can learn something every single time you watch it. And um, the thing of it is, is that, you know, we all know that, that Mac couldn't deal with, with father because he was abusive. And that woman was the soft, you know, whatever. So we all know that. So God is... God is, like, pleading, like, I know you have all these other relationships, okay, but I'm different. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm standalone, okay? Like, he is worthy. He is, like, so worthy, worthy, okay? Other people might not be worthy. Even some of our friends might not be worthy. He is so worthy of our love of our heart, we he we can trust him. We really can. We can really trust him. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it or seem like it, you know. And sometimes we can be mad because it's like, why are we going through this? Why am I? Why do I have to go through this? You know, how many times I I so Rob's Rob's with us, okay? And I one day. I'm like screamed out, I just want my life back. And the Holy Spirit said, that's not even biblical. Come on. That is not biblical. I want my life back? Are you serious? No, I do not want my life back. I do not want my life back. No, no. Because you know what that would mean if I wanted my life back? Robbie might have been dead. You know, no. No, forgive me. No, you're right. It is not biblical. I'm supposed to lay my life down. That was transformation. That was a turning point 
seriously, a turning point, like a total revelation of, holy crap, am I prideful, selfish, whatever? No, you can't. You cannot do that. And that's when I began to learn to even more so, uh, and you can ask my husband because I've been more giving, more serving, more loving because I want to be. I, because he, he changed my heart. I, I really want to be. Am I scared to love certain people? Absolutely. Am I, you know, am I scared to answer a call that I think he might be putting on my heart? Oh, you're right, I am. I have, a, I have a niece who I absolutely adore. I think you met her. I, I adore her. I love her, okay? She has nobody right now nobody like like she's burned bridges she you know and and every now and then it, it would be like I wish I could take her I wish I could bring her in I wish she could be with us I wish she could and, and of course you know oh, it's big it, it's big but it's it's always been no 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 even though this like you know and I'm wondering now it's back on the table again do I lay my life down, my house, my, oh my gosh, you guys. It's like nothing belongs to us, really. I mean, really, really, everything that we have is what Father has given us, you know? So I need a lot of prayer about that. We need a lot of prayer about that. But, okay, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not onto your own understanding. If he asks us to do something, then we need to pray and wait and see the confirmation. I, I just think don't don't be that double minded. You know, ask for, for wisdom. Because he will give it to you if you ask for it. It says the promise obedience like he wants us to obey quickly and the things that we're going to be coming into we need to obey quickly we need not to be like you know what about that or well that doesn't make any sense or nothing makes sense nowadays nothing makes sense nowadays God is faithful and we just need to trust him and, 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 and his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher, he's, he's, you know, if you read the Job experience and you go to chapter 38 or whatever, come on, 38 to 42, it's all about, did you do this and did you do that and who did this and who did that? Come on, he's God, so he is able. So um, acknowledge him in all your ways. You know, uh, having relationships, is, is a two-way, okay? Um, communication is huge. Trust, of course. Trust is huge. Um, and communication is huge. And relationship is a process, okay? You don't just, like, trust Joe Blow off the street. You don't know what his character is like. You don't, you, you know, he, God says in his word, he tells us to, you know them by their fruit. You watch them. And you watch their character and stuff like that. And, um... So you, you don't just trust somebody right away. It's a process. 
And it's really cool because I heard you guys got some land and you're going to be building a church. And I was asking a friend of mine who is a builder, I'm like, oh, my gosh, tell me the process of, of building, you know. Because here's the thing is if you skip any – so you're building the church. Okay, you're not building the church yet. You, you got the money. You made your offer. Okay, there's all these, like, stages to it. And if you miss any one of those stages, and we know the whole foundational story, if you don't make your foundation right, you're going to have to, like, you know, redo it all over again, okay? Now, I am going to tell you that probably all of us at some point in time realized that we might have a little issue with our foundation and God had to redo us all over again. So during this process with Robbie, there were so many things happening to me because I can't change Robbie or my husband or my friend. The only person that I can change is me. Like I, if I have bitterness because of my friend that hurt me or Jim that hurt me, oh my gosh, it, all it does is make us get all these demons all over us and sink us to the bottom of the sea. But I don't want to. I want to be free. I want to be able to breathe. I want, I want peace. I want joy. And, and the thing of it is is that we, we just have to follow the process. And, and he told me, um, and we all, because as we grow, we realize, oh, he's got to tweak us there. Well, he was going to, um, I felt broken after the betrayal. I was crushed, broken shattered in pieces but yet he says to me that's a good place that's a place where I really actually wanted you to be okay because you put your trust in that person not correctly okay and all your tears all your tears are are, are wet, wetting the broken pieces to get them all moist again and then then I saw myself on the potter's wheel and his hands Father's hands are all over me, shaping me, you know, recreating me into a better vessel. Okay, not, not, I mean, not that I was a bad vessel, but a better vessel, bigger vessel, so that I can hold more and, and not have like these little, you know, things in me, you know, scars or what, you know what I'm talking about, um, cracks or whatever, <laughs> crackpot. Jim always says we're crackpots. Yep. <laughs> and, um. And, and he's shaping me on the potter's wheel. And he, and he gave me this vision so that I knew what, where I was at and that he was in control. And his hands are all over me. I got you, I got you, I got you. And, yeah, that hurts. And I'm pulling that and I'm shaping that. Um, but, but you're turning into this beautiful vessel. And I'm putting color and all this beautiful color. I'm not dull anymore. I'm, I'm getting all this color on me and everything. And I just got super excited, you know. And then he says, I just yes. want you to be aware. Be aware, but we have to be in the fire, though. We have to. We have to. We have to. Again, it goes back to, come on, if, if we, we know that we're here, we're going to have troubles, we're going to have tribulations, we're going to have trials. So, come on, why, do I, why am I going to be being a big baby about, have, yeah, am I scared to go into the fire? Yeah, you're right. But we have the Bible again that tells us, you know, Meshach, 
Shadrach and Abednego were in the fire furnace, and he was with us. So come on. You know, that's, that's what we hang on to is, is, is he's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come out, and I'm going to come out, you know, pretty and bigger, and, and I'm going to have more to hold. So anyways, we need to acknowledge him in all our ways. We need to be so dependent on him, yes. so dependent on him, like seriously dependent on him. And he wants us to be dependent on him. Um, like we are his pride and joy. And um, so the Walton show, back to the father thing. I um, really didn't really know what a father was really like. And so he's doing this new thing because I'm being reshaped, and he wants me to understand, understand Father so that I can understand Father God better, right? And if you ever watch the dad on the Walton show, he's so beautiful, and he allows the children to make mistakes. He... He doesn't control them. He and, and, and what's neat is all the kids, they all have different personalities. And it just really reminds me of a, the body of Christ, honestly. You've got a very gentle, loving mother, encouraging. And, and then you've got grandma and grandpa. And, and you're surrounded in, in a family. And, and everybody comes along the person, aside the person who, you know, who's having troubles or whatever. Um, but what I just find all the relationships like so amazing and i'm telling you jim will go oh what happened on the waltons it's not it's not an idol it's it's just a it's a process that he's allowing me to 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 you to learn through the walton show um you know just the ups and downs of relationships the communication and what a real father is really like you know um so anyways he he wants God is trustworthy. He gave us Jesus. He gave us everything. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He's given us everything for life. Everything for life and godliness. Because another thing, and I know you guys have already heard this, Keith Green, I think, was the one that said it. God did not come to make us happy. He came to make us holy. You know, he, he, you know he's not, he wants us to be holy. He wants us to be righteous, you know. He, you know, does he have good things for us? Does he want to give us things? You guys, I'm here today to tell you, not only does God want you to let go of the stuff that comes between you and him, the stuff that occupies your heart, please write them on your paper. But I'm here to tell you, he is going to, he's going to flip it. He's going to, if you give him if you give him anxiety, he's going to give you peace. If you give him this, he's going to give you that. It's a trade. Like, come on. Who, who doesn't want everything that he has for you to be godly, you know, to, to live in this world? We have to have jobs and we have to have money. We have to, we have, to have income coming in. He knows that. And, you know, it's not like God is a genie in the bottle, okay? He's not, I mean, I understand. He says that we can ask, ask for anything 
the desires of our hearts. But you guys, listen, the desires of our hearts, the true purest desire, desires of our hearts come when we're worshiping him and loving him and him only. And the things that are not good for us or are not what he wants for us are going to fall off. But the, but the desires that he wants for us are going to stay, okay? And just like Psalms 23 says, you know, I shall not want, okay? It's not need. It's want. It's, it's you know, and it's not, you know, he knows what we need. He supplies all of our needs. He says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, and then everything else shall be added unto you. He says, don't worry about this and worry about that. I understand, though, we worry, though, okay? I, we, we, get, get, we can even twist the word and say, oh, I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, you are. You know, you're concerned. You're, you're, you're thinking about it all the time. You're, you know, why? Well, he says, take your thoughts captive, you know? And one thing that we learned in Sozo is if, if you see, if you see, I see you, pride, I see you, and I command you to go to the foot of the cross in the name of Jesus, always in the name of Jesus. And then I partner with you, Holy Spirit. I partner with peace. No, flip it. Just flip it. And it's, it's just as simple as that. Like, he gave us the armor. He gave us everything, everything. So it's like, you know, he's such a good, good father. I don't know where Jackie and and Cammie are at, but I just thank them so much for playing that song because he is a good father. He's a good father. So on your other piece of paper, write down some desires Write down some dreams. Again, I lost my ability to dream. I was a dreamer. I am a dreamer. I'm not was a dreamer. I am a dreamer. Uh, it's funny because I'm always up in the clouds, and Jim was always burying his head in the sand, pulling me down. But now we've both gotten to a kind of a, a level ground or whatever, maybe. But anyways... I, I wrote down 63 things that I wanted this year. And, 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 and that I'm, not, I'm not talking, Pastor Dave says, you, you think it, you ink it. And that I'm talking salvations because you got, you got you to have your, <coughs> excuse me, five Fs. Your faith, okay, your faith, how to, how to build your faith, you know, uh, faith, who you want saved, your finances, your friend's family, you know. Okay, so you got to balance everything out, but 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 you've got to you've got you don't have because you don't ask, and just because I have sixty three things on my list doesn't mean I'm going to get all sixty three things. Okay, I might it might take ten years, but nonetheless, the thing of it is, is he's a good God and he wants to know the desires that we have. But as I worship him, eventually, it will drop down to maybe fifty things or 40 things or, you know, see what I'm saying? So, but write down like the, uh, you know, first you take your, your brown one and, and whatever you put on there, do the opposite. 
So, like, if you struggle with anxiety, I want peace. You know, just whatever Holy Spirit says, then, then you're going to do that. doing on time um okay I heard I heard this saying I thought it was super cool um this is David and the giant he's so big he's so have you guys heard this one before he's so big how can I get him how can I kill him? He's so big. And you flip it, and it's, he's so big, you can't miss him. I thought that was so good. See, our, the, per, the perspective that we have needs to be like this, like King David. Like, not King David, he wasn't king at that time. But like David, like you mess with my God, you say bad things about my God, you're down, you're going down, you know. And he wasn't scared at how big he was. And, and the thing of it is, is I know, I know all you guys have had to slay some giants. Okay? Well, no, no, let's, let's back that up. I know that all you guys had to slay some bears and lions. Because you're going to be slaying giants. And it's just so, I mean, it's just so obvious. The devil has just really overplayed his hand. It's just, it's just, it's just thinking obvious. So I guess that leads me to this. Uh, lamentations. And this literally made me cry because I don't even know, like we know how the Holy Spirit just happenstanced us to fall on things. And he had me fall on Lamentations, and I, I had to look it up in my Bible, and in my Bible, I had wrote, I don't know if you guys, like when you get a word from the Lord, you put a date next to it. Did I not have a date last year, at, around this time? I had a date of a, the promise that, that God gave me in Lamentations, but then as I kept reading it, I was like, oh my gosh. I know this is going to minister to you, like, it's, it's a little bit long, but something in, in this is, you guys are going to get something, God's going to give you something. This is from God, it's his word, and he says, or, or we say, I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the, ta the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed, I remember it all, oh how well I There is one other thing I remember that perfected in the flesh. I remember and keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love could.
merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I am sticking with God, and I will say it over and over and over again. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer, don't ask questions, wait for hope to answer, wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble, take it full face. The worst is never the worst. That's the Passion Version, but i got to keep reading this for a second. I was going to stop there, and he's like, no, read this because it's going to speak to somebody, and I'm like, it's not political, but it's real. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. Why? Because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. If he works severely, he will also work tenderly. His stockpile of loyal loves are immense. He takes no pleasure in making life hard and throwing roadblocks in the way, stomping down hard on luckless prisoners, refusing justice to the victims. And oh my gosh, wait. Oh my gosh, I can't find it. No, this was in the message. But it said that um, that he will not. Maybe he doesn't want me to say it because it's not on there. You guys look. <laughs> you guys look it up. Lamentations. 3, 19 through 36, and it's, it's the very last sentence. I don't know last night. But anyways, okay, getting back to this. It's the thing that I remember. It's not the things, oh, you don't remember all the hard things that you've been through. You remember how faithful God has been, okay? And, yeah, faithfulness. And how he is good. And he is passionate for us. And he says, if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. Okay? And when life is heavy and hard to take, get on your face before him. He will never walk out. He won't. Um, how am I doing? Okay, so here, here, here's another, another thing that he, he wants to tell you guys. Again, write, write your things on your list because he is saying he provides. Come on, you guys. He provides. He can do abundantly more than we can think or dream or ask. He provides. He provides. Whether you believe it or not, he provides. Whether you can even comprehend how that's going to happen, he provides. Now, are you going to let him? Are you going to let him provide? So 
I'm going to go back to a little testimony here. So Robbie gets his leg amputated. It's an emergency, emergency amputation, okay? Then he gets it infected. Then blah, 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 okay? So he has a lot of pain going on. And I don't know if you guys, any of you are medical people, but he got, well, you are, three neuromas, three neuromas. And what they are are balled-up nerves. The, the nerves, when the leg gets amputated, which he got amputated above the knee, which is harder, he got it above the knee, and the nerves, when they when they're get severed, they have no place to go. And sometimes when they start to regenerate or regrow or whatever like that, they don't know where to go, and they just ball up and become like a tumor. And they're very, very, very painful. I've seen my son just, like, cry. Oh, i got to tell you this really super cool thing. When I was raising him as a little boy <coughs> by myself, I had to be strong all the time. And, like, if he was sick and he had to go to school, or when he was sick and, and he had to go to school, I wouldn't let him stay home. I would have him go to school. And if you can't make it through school, then go down to the principal's office, and then they'll call me because I would get in trouble at work, you know, if I had to take off. Like, they, if I called in every single time that he was sick, right? So the boy has learned to be strong and push through any kind of sicknesses, okay? Number one fault that I did, I didn't know, okay? Another thing, whenever he fell down and he cried, it was always, oh, brush it off, kiss, and everything's all better, you know, everything's going to be all better. So he, he never, I don't, he never really, not, he's a very soft, tender-hearted boy, and he does cry, but it's like, I don't have any pain, you know, he's kind of like that. So when he came home from the hospital, and the phantom pains and the pains that he was having were like seriously, I have never seen anybody in so much pain where his body was sweating. You know, he would have these spasms or phantoms or something where, and he cried. And my first initial reaction was, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, you know? And the spirit says, shut up and let him cry. For the first time, I think, that I know in his life, it was like, let him cry. Let him grieve. There's some inner healing going on here on top of this physical healing too. It's, it's, it's okay to cry. So I just had to plug that because, God, there's just so much that he has been doing through this. Um, but what was I talking about? He will provide. He will provide. So Robbie's got these neuromas. Now, listen. For, and I'm not saying anything bad against the doctors, okay, because healing happens, pain happens, and he's been telling them for two months, it hurts here, it hurts here, it hurts here, and now it hurts here, okay? First, he probably only had one, and they just kind of brush it off a little bit, okay? Mind you, he, uh, he is on Medicaid, praise God for Medicaid, but sometimes people don't treat you the same way when you're on Medicaid, as if you were on, like, Blue Cross or something. And I'm just saying, okay, but Father God is our Father. <laughs> but I've had to see him struggle. I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, given the narcotics because he's in pain and the opioid thing going on right now, them feeling very distrusting. Rightly so, but 
Nonetheless, finally, God opens this door because he, he's in pain. Somebody listen. He, he goes in, and first of all, the one doctor says, I don't think they're going to they're gonna do anything. I'm just telling you. But, you know, I'm going in my prayer room, and God, we need your help, and I know my God's going to do something. He's got to. So we go to the doctor's office, and he's on my sparrow where, you know, things pop up. And we're in the doctor's office, and I'm feeling a little anxiety because I don't think he's going to do anything. And all of a sudden it pops up, you got an x-ray. You're going to get an x-ray. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. He's, so he goes and he gets an x-ray. The x-ray only shows that everything's okay with the bone, right? Well, what's next? Because everything's okay with the bone. What's next? There is pain. Then, then, then he says, okay, well, we'll go a little bit farther and we'll get an MRI. So oh, I'm like, oh, God, please let them find something. So he... So uh, <clears throat> on the 12th, he gets the x-ray. On the 15th, he gets the MRI. And that was on Friday. He gets the MRI. Two, three days later, so that's God providing quickly, right? And so Monday, so Monday, you know, he, he screams at me, and I come running downstairs, and I'm like, what's the matter? And he's in tears because the MRI results show nothing. Mom, that can't be. This something is wrong. Mom, and, and I, he says that he doesn't want to live anymore. He wants to die because this pain is just too horrible. And, and, um, and I can understand that. So we're dealing with so much. And I'm like going crazy. Go to my prayer room. I've been like living in my prayer room because it's just so intense. So anyways, we go to now our God provides. So Mary Freebed, put a plug in for Mary Freebed Orthopedics. They made hit him uh, a leg, and they have this thing that goes over the leg that, that, that he puts on before he puts it into the prosthetic, okay? And, and he only wore his prosthetic two times because of the pain. Um, but this, the thing that he put over his leg, it's like rubbery, and it's very protective, so like, in the snow, and if he, because sometimes he has fallen, you know, it, it protects it, but it sweats. I mean, he, it just gets yucky, sweaty in there, right? So they say to him, there's, there's another sock, we'll call it a sock, another sock that you can get that is a little bit more breathable. Well, how much is it? Well, $1,400. Uh, and Medicaid doesn't pay for it. I'm like, uh, why do you even tell us things like that, you know? I mean, I'm thinking that in my head. And Maria says, but, you know, we have a scholarship. So long story short, they, they do the scholarship, and he gets this, this new sock. It's a sock that the same material that they use to make the astronaut spacesuits. It's so beautiful. It's cushy. It's breathable. It's it's beautiful he got it on the scholarship for free now that is our god okay so we go there and we get the sock that's um mon monday he tells me oh my gosh and tuesday he's like going and getting the sock and, and and trying to be very grateful and very thankful and and we tell maria and andrew that the mri results show nothing i we don't know where what to do next and she goes, well, have you talked to 
the orthopedic, I'm not going to say his name. Have you talked to the orthopedic doctor yet? You know, the follow-up about the MRI results? And we're like, no, we haven't had a chance, you know. So I say, Rob, call them. So he calls them. He always puts them on speaker. I'm his secretary. I'm not enabling him. I'm not doing the work for him, okay, because that was a problem. That was also a problem that I've had that, that God said, Isaiah 54, 13, is Father God is his father, and Father God is going to teach him. In fact, in fact, I'm going to tell you this, like, super cool thing, is that, that I, had a so, I had a sozo, or had, let's just say an inner healing that happened, a revelation that happened. Mind you, Robbie's 34 years old, and I've raised him all this time, and God shows me this vow that I made. Um, when I brought him home from the hospital, that it's just me. I, I could kill this baby if I don't take care of it, so I'm going to do my damnedest to take care of him, right? And I created myself as a father and a mother, and Father God is standing in my prayer room, standing, telling me, 34 years later, sometimes I go, why did, why did we wait that long? But anyways, he's, he's standing there, and he's like, uh, he says, so are you ready to give him to me? And I'm like, yeah, here he is because this is hard. And I do not want to be father anymore. I don't want to be. That's why I never was good enough. I, I couldn't provide. I couldn't give my identity. No matter what I did, I couldn't do it well enough because it wasn't my role. It wasn't my jurisdiction. And so I, I hand him over to God, like happily be his father. Like I would push Jim as a stepdad to be his father. It, it was horrible. So he is a good stepfather, though. He's a father to Robbie. But anyways, so I give him to God. Yes, here he is. And then there's, and this is all prophetically, there's this umbilical cord attached to him and me. And God's like, you cutting it? He wasn't cutting it. I had to cut it. And I'm like, cut it and off. And I'm not joking. It was like a weight lifted. I could breathe. I could br literally, literally breathe. And every time I would go to do something, is he mine or is he yours? Nope, sorry. He's yours. He's yours. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting in the way. Um, then he showed me probably a couple weeks later. This is so cool. He showed me, he let me see him as a father with Robbie as a baby because I gave him to God as a baby, pathetically. And so Father God has him feeding him with a bottle, throwing him up just like a father would do. Oh, laugh, tickle, 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 you know, doing all, oh, teach him how to walk. And, and, then, and, and then teaching him, you know, feeding him and, 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 and his first day of school and, and teaching him how to ride a bike and, and talking to him about girls and, and, and helping him get his driver's license and tell him you can't drive fast. Like, like I saw Father God raise him up. That has been the thing that I have hung on to this last year is the fact that Father He's your child, and you're raising him. 
and, and, and if you guys have people in, in your life, it doesn't have to be a child. It could be a husband. It could be a sister. It could be a brother. It could be a niece, a friend. doesn't matter. That's God's child. It's his child, okay? We get the benefit of being able to pray, and our prayers are powerful. His word, again, says our prayers are powerful. We pray and we let God be God. If we get in the way, we mess it up. So then he shows me, okay, so we're, Kim's having a little problem here. Every now and then, I get in the way. Finally, he shows me the little, the little egg. I know you guys are going to get this, science people. The egg, the duck, the little duck that is trying to peck its way out of the egg. You cannot help that little duck. As much as you want to, you see the struggles and the trials that that little duck is having getting out of that egg. But if you help that little duck get out of that egg, you either kill that little duck or you weaken that little duck. Okay? So I'm talking. I see a counselor. I see a counselor. It's good to sometimes see a counselor because you have to have somebody to talk to. Except my husband hears everything all the time. So I'm talking to my counselor. And I'm telling him, and he's a Christian counselor, which is cool, so I can tell him, God showed me this thing about this little duck. And all of a sudden, he starts laughing. I said, Tom, that's not funny. He goes, no, I'm not laughing about you. I'm laughing because I just did that the other day. I, I helped a little, little chick get out of the egg, and, and it died. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but the thing of it is, is, the thing of it is, is we have got to constantly be like Abraham. If God gave you a promise, if God gave you something and he wants to take it away or not take it away, but, but you have to lay it on the altar. You have, if you have something that you're hanging, a person or something that you're hanging on to, put it on that list because you do not, you don't, you want God to have it. So if, if God has it, if you can totally release yourself from it, then, then he is able to freely work in the situation. Now, I feel super blessed because I get to have my son living with me, watching this transformation happen. Not fast enough, mind you, <laughs> but, 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 but it's God's timing. It's God's timing. No, but I'm blessed because he trusted me. He trusts me. Okay, so we're talking about trusting Father God. Does he trust you? I'm telling you, you guys, we got some things coming up, and he has to trust us. And if you got anything in your heart that's taking space that he needs, anything that's in your heart that is going to trip you up, the devil knows. Get it out. Get it gone so that, you know, like when, when he used to do anything with Robbie, it would be like a stone in in just mess me all up. No, not anymore. You you got to get it out. You got to be clean. You got to be ready. You got to be consumed by Him for the things that we have going on, coming up, and He wants to use us. So back to this the story. So we're at. So Maria says, okay. So he's on the phone or speaker phone. I need to set up an appointment with Doctor So and So to go over my MRI results. And she says, well, Rob, we usually call you and we get the results and, and go over them. And my mind, I felt Holy Spirit said, 
just shut it down. Don't go into, well, I looked on my sparrow and it said blah, blah, blah. Just shut it down. Robbie, go on your sparrow and read to me verbatim what that result, what, read it to me. Well, the results on 112 said it's negative. I said, Robbie, 112 was your x-ray, not your MRI. That was a, a sock in the stomach from the devil. I know the devil just punched him. He said it and told me and then punched me, and we were down and out, but praise God, we got up. Like, you lying devil, you deceiving, you <laughs> wicked whatever. And, you know, we're back up now because the MRI hasn't come in yet. Okay, so the MRI does come in. He, he has these neuromas. Okay, so we, we, we face that giant. Then we're back to the next giant, and that is how is he going to get it fixed? So they refer him to a pain management clinic. What? what what's that going to do? They put shots in there that is only masking the problem. And I'm like, Jesus, 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 please. So then, okay, so they call, but they don't take his insurance. Oh, well, that's stupid. You know, $150 to get injections, that's not going to work. Robbie, call them and tell them. So he calls them, and then another person calls. Um, it's a sparrow neurology. Oh, good, neurology. You know, that will help with that, you know. And then, so Robbie calls. See, I'm not calling. Praise God. I'm not being mommy. He's an adult. So he calls. It's so hard. I have to go upstairs, you know, because, like, sometimes. But he calls, and come to find out, they don't even he was referred. They call, leave a message on our answer machine. You've been referred. He calls. Oh, we, we don't see any referral. Come, like, come on. When is this ever going to end? So then, then, um, so he calls him and says, hey, I called that place, and they said they don't have a referral. And the next call he gets, okay, long story short, there is this special amputation procedure that can get done that it, it's Ertl, the Ertl technique. And um, he, he says, Mom, I, I, got, I talked to the place. It's all set. I have an appointment on the 18th to see, to see Dr. Ertl. I'm like, no way. Dr. Ertl, how in the heck did that happen? Now, I know that's a miracle from God. Miracle from God. Because, like, we went through them two to get to the third one. And it's in Kalamazoo, but that's okay. It's with Ertl, who, who very specializes in, spitting all over the place, specializes in, in uh, amputations, you know? And so we go, and I felt in my heart, normally I go to all the things because Jim works, but I said, please, will you, will you go? I need you to, I don't know, you need to go. Well, it was the night of the storm. So Jim went, and we were driving back from the storm. But we're, we're in the doctor's office with this Dr. Ertl, now, he has a, a brother in Oklahoma that specializes in that, and there's a cousin in Indiana, Ohio, that specializes in that. And, and there's this guy from church um, who, who has an amputation, and he's, he's like, you got to get the herbal technique. you got to get it. you got to get it, you know. I'm trying the best I can, you know, God, whatever. And, um, well, anyway, so where was I? So, um, no. So, um, so we're down there, and oh yeah, the three doctors. Like, so, anyways, I had, I had the, I had the day before, 
I, I wanted to find, you know how you Google reviews on doctors and stuff to see how they are? Well, the doctor in Oklahoma was like amazing, you know? And so I called, I just called, I did some research because that's what I do, like you, did some research, I called and, and the lady was like, if you can get him down here, if you can get him down here, we can help him to Oklahoma. I said, well, he's on Medicaid. Well, yeah, we don't do the out of state, but there's charity scholarships and stuff like that. She says, if you can get him down here for a, um, for a consultation, $150 out of pocket consultation, then we can get you signed up for the, you know, the, the scholarship or whatever like that. And I'm like, and, and then there's this procedure for the neuromas that's called TMR. So he does that down in Oklahoma. So, but, but you go, you go and talk to this doctor in Kalamazoo. So we go talk to this doctor in Kalamazoo. He doesn't do the TMR procedure, which is really the better procedure. Right. It's, it's five years old, newer, and it reduces the neuromas. But he doesn't do it. And that's, and, but he goes, but, but while I'm in there taking care of the neuromas the old way, while I'm in there, I can do the ertal technique on him, close him up with the ertal technique for, because I'm already in there. And we're like, yeah, sign me up. Robbie's ready to do it right now, you know. And, um, but he said, but in the process, he was saying that, that he knew somebody in Oklahoma that did the TMR and he knew somebody in Ohio. But I was so excited about him, them doing um, the Ertl um, that I didn't even go with that. But I think God wants me to pursue, you know, uh, in fact, a friend of mine said that she would pay the airfare to go to Oklahoma. Oh, oh come on. You know, God provides. Right. No, that, that literally, you guys, to, for, for him to get a doctor that does the Ertl technique, I want to cry because we could have injection, 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 and then move on to the next, you know, a surgery, and then you know, six months down the line, a year down the line, more surgery for the poor boy. You know what I mean? The father, Isaiah 50, 50, whatever. I just forgot what it is. 54, 13. He's his father. He, he, I gave him to Father God. Father God says, do you want him back? Nope, I don't want him back. You do whatever you want to do with him. I've, I've had to see him go through pain. And as a mom, we don't want to see our kids go through pain, but I'm telling you, it's like that little chicken. I stopped Robbie from going through pain. I didn't want him to go through pain. Who wants their kid? Anybody, friend, anybody go through pain. But if you stop that, they don't grow. In fact, we harm them more. It's enabling. And the thing of it is, is going back, there will be trials and there will be tribulations. How, okay, calm down because I'm not, condemning myself, but how dare me stop a trial or a tribulation or a test for my son to be stronger and have his own faith in God. Okay, so I want you to put your burdens in the basket. And when you put them in the basket, well, if you want to, I'm not telling you you have to, 
<laughs> I know, isn't that good? I'm not making you do it. This is your will. Like, you have free will. Like, God is not, honestly, if you, okay, I feel like God is saying, if you, if you can't do it, it's okay. I still love you. It's okay. You just do it in your own time, okay? I don't mean to be, like, forceful or anything like that because it's free will. It's, it is. It's free will. Even just sitting here today, knowing that you're you're being challenged or convicted or or poked about something is 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 good. You know you got to be ready to let it go. And if you're not ready to let it go, that's okay. He doesn't love you any less, okay? But he he's he's he wants your whole heart and. Trust in him with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding to how this is going to happen or or when it's going to happen or, you know, any of that. Let, let, him, let him deal with that, you know. Yeah, just acknowledge him that he is God and he, he can have control over that. And then he will straighten out your path. He will, he will make your path straight. He will smooth all the different translations. It's so interesting. He will smooth out your path for you. Okay? So you just go and do that. No, just, just your burdens. Just your burdens. Mark 9.24, I, I love this, the believe, help me in my unbelief. Okay, Here, here's the thing. We, we all have faith. We all believe. We all do. Like, I mean, you believed and accepted Jesus in your heart. It's a, it's a process again. It's, a, it's a, a building precept upon precept. It's an increase in your faith, you know, you're going you're gonna to come to a, a place and it's like, whoo, I'm like, got a lot of faith. And then, okay, let's get you up to the next level. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I have, like, no faith. Um, that's why the, 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 the father said, I do believe. He brought him to Jesus because he did believe. In fact, he brought him to the disciples. And the disciples didn't do anything, couldn't do anything. But he went to Jesus. See how kind of even troubling that could be? Hey, I thought you guys, even the disciples could heal. And the, you know. So, see, see, sometimes we might go a direction and nothing happens. But really, you got to take it to Jesus. Don't take it to your best friend. Don't take it to your mother. Don't take it to your right. spouse. You know what I'm saying? You've got to take it to Jesus. And Jesus is the healer. Okay? And he says to the man, you know, do you believe? And the man says, I believe, but help me in the areas of my unbelief. Come on, you guys, we have to do that all the time. Because all the time he's going to challenge 
and increase our faith. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Troubles and trials bring transformation. They're not, they're awful, but they're, they're good. And it reminds me, when they were on the sea, when the disciples and Jesus were on the sea and Jesus is sleeping and they're all upset, do you know that they were on the way to heal the demoniac, that Jesus was on the way to heal the demoniac man? You know, Jesus is awesome. And, and storms, storms are going to come in to try to divert you from your healing. Yeah, yeah, from our destiny, the destiny he has for us. Because we get distracted, discouraged, give up. He says, do not grow weary, for in well season you'll reap a harvest. He tells us all these things, but yeah, do we get discouraged? Yes, we do. Do we get frustrated? Yes, we do. Do we sin? Yes, we do. But we go and say, please forgive me and help me to believe. Help me. And he will. He will help us. You have not because you ask not. So, by faith, hope brings to reality and is the foundation. The foundation. And this was like so cool that 1 Peter 2.5 says, We are his living stones who are continually, okay, that's continually. It's like we're constantly growing and learning and trusting in him and changing and transforming. We are continually assembled into a sanctuary for God, okay? We are a living stone, a living stone. And then there's the, the scripture verse that Jesus, Jesus is the stone, the rock, the cornerstone, the found, firm foundation, okay? So I love this. Stone, stone. We got we to gotta hang on to the firm foundation, the rock, the stone. We have to hang on to it. And in Samuel, um, Sam, 1 Samuel 7, 2, in the, um, I think it was the message, there, it's called the stone of help, where Samuel erected a stone, and it's because it was a sign that the Lord provided help against the Philistines, a stone. And this is so cool, because in my ups and downs in preparing this message, I would have something, and then it was dead. And nothing, and then I would have something, and then it was nothing. And today, like today, just as like I'm getting ready, I love three o'clock services because it gives you a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> and the Spirit oh, said, I'm, and I don't know where Kathy went, but and it's kind of funny because we have quite a few of the women of glory here too, you know. But um, meaning we went to Israel together, and um, these are stones from Israel. Please don't tell anybody. I'd probably get put in jail because I took them. <laughs> but these are stones from Israel, seriously. And the Lord said, the Lord says, I want you to take them and I want you to give them to these precious, precious,
precious people who I love. It's his gift. It's his gift to you. Now, okay, they're stones, but they're, they're from Israel, you guys. And they are from the, the atmosphere where Jesus, you know, came from. God's land, the God of Israel, um, they're a symbolism to us that he is our rock. He is our cornerstone. He is, and, and it, it made me cry because I was like, you know, I've been hanging on to these, waiting for him to tell me what to do with them, you know? And, and each of you guys can have one and, and just treasure it. Like, I don't know. I was going to make little necklaces for him, but not Solomon. They're fine. I don't want to tell you what else I took from there. <laughs> Maybe you need to. Did you? Huh? And, and, and salt? Salt? Yeah. Yes. Hey. No, if I, that's what I said. If they come through the airport, then that must have been meant to be. So... Yeah, so please take one, and this is like sincerely, like a gift from Father God to you. And so whenever you're feeling like troubles or storms or, um, you know, or discouragement or, you know, unbelief or a lack of faith, like grab Grab your stone, even if you don't have it available, grab it in your mind and just hang on to Jesus. He is our cornerstone. He's our rock. God is our provider, you know, and, um, and he just wanted to encourage you. Like when I was praying, it was almost like I, he says, he said to me, I want you to go share. I don't want you to preach. I don't want you to teach. I want you to share. And, and um, you know, and, and God is here with us in this, like, home group, like like the Walton's father, you know. And um, he wants to tell you, like, he is very, very proud of you, very pleased with you, very, you know, loved you so much. Yes, I know that things have been hard and things are hard, but the, the, these, these troubles transform you for the things that I trust you with. I trust you with. Like, not only do we have to find God trustworthy, he has to find us trustworthy as well. Because if he gives us an assignment or gives us uh, something to do, like, you know, he doesn't want to lose us to pride or to, you know, materialism or or to bitterness or anything like that, you know. He, he wants us to be able to do the things to fulfill the destiny that he, we have been. We are a royal priesthood. We are chosen by him. And, um, and when we were worshiping, 
I just seen all these people that you have influenced to that his heart is crying because he wants them to come. He wants them saved and he wants them because, you know, Jesus will come and we don't want those people left behind. And he's crying for those people, you know, and we have been told to go out and to share the good news, to to heal the brokenhearted, to to we have been given that authority by Jesus to do the things that he did. And we, we got to be about Father God's business. You know, we, we got to, to, you know, just know that Jesus is our rock and he will help us. We just need to, to trust God with all our heart and not lean on to our own reasoning, our own thinking, our own logic, our own understanding, but humble ourselves before him and acknowledge him, our dependency and our desperate need for him to fill us and empower us and regenerate us and give us everything that we need to go walk that path that he has for us. It's a beautiful path. It really is. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you. We love you. Have a blessed day.